I'm John. And I'm Brad. And this is Dear Student. Welcome to the Students Podcast, where we help you create the college experience you've always dreamed of. All right, guys, we're so excited for today's episode. This one is going to be featuring the one and only Brad Harrelson. Me. Yeah, you might know him as the co-host of Dear Student, the podcast that you're listening to right now. And we're so excited to have him on this episode. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to be here. To feature, for a feature. So we explained why we're doing this in one of the other episodes, but just really quick. We just wanted you guys, we have a lot of cool guests on our show, and we wanted you guys to have the opportunity to see each of us as a guest on our own show so you can get to know our experiences, the highlights, our background, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So uh, we're really excited to, to be here with Brad. Thank you. Uh, all right, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, your upbringing. Okay. I'm from Palmdale, California. Uh, it's L.A. County. Yep. So nothing pretty. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you're from Los Angeles? Is it like beautiful with the beach and palm trees? <laughs> I'm like, no. I mean, okay. I would love to hear some, I would love if somebody reached out to us one day and sent like a snapshot of Palmdale. <laughs> it is ugly. It is ugly. I mean, if you look at it, Google Earth and the satellite, it's like you're just zooming in on Area 51. Like it is desert and nasty. But it was good bringing Good bringing. It was good upbringing. I really like the people that that I grew up with. So I was born in Northridge, California. So I was born and raised in California, all up and all the way until I think I was about nineteen. Um, I went to Cottonwood Elementary School. Ooh. Yep. And then I went about two miles away to Hillview Middle School. Then I came back, and the high school that I went to was on the back side of the elementary school. Nice. And you went to high school with some. I mean, you didn't go to school with them, but. Some pretty cool people went yeah, to the yeah, high no, school, I, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I did, yeah. Um, actually, one of them was recently featured, Ryan Millar. He went to my high school, which was very cool. Didn't Paul George go to your high school? No, but um, Paul George did go in our school district. Oh, he went he's to in, okay. uh, Pete Knight High School. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so we played sports. I thought it was your high school. Oh, no, 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 but it was in my school okay, district. Cool. So, what? <laughs> yeah, we've had some other people come out. Um, uh, one of my teammates in, in high school, he went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons, and cool. I think— Somebody else went to go play um, at the in the MLB. Cool. Yeah, that was, that's pretty sweet. And then from there, um, I went on a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Bogota, Colombia. So that is C-O-L-O-M-B-A, not Colombia. Some people get confused. <laughs> and that is in South America. So it's at the top of South America, and it touches Panama, Venezuela. Nice. Um, yeah, so I was there for two years. They have the best food. <laughs> Seriously, so good. I grew yeah. up with Mexican food. So, I mean, where I grew up, it, it was a little bit, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say like rougher than most people's where they grew up. But, I mean, when I was in elementary school, I mean, we had shutdowns because, you know, they were worried oh. about people running around with guns. Really? And like bomb threats on occasion. And that, um, that's pretty rough. And, and on occasion, I mean, like rarely. Sure. And then when I was in high school, I remember in an English class, they, there was like a lockdown, like lock the door, get under your desk because some guy was running around in a gun, with a gun in the neighborhood. And Dang, like bro. we didn't have lockers. We didn't have anything. Like there was, it was mainly an outside school, like this just concrete jungle. And um, I think just a year or two ago, somebody actually got shot there. Oh, man. So, I mean, it, it wasn't 
like when I when I first came to school in Utah, I saw all these high schools. I'm like, this looks nicer than our community college. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Um, but then, yeah, I was there for two years. It's actually funny because that's kind of um, I played volleyball growing up in high school, uh-huh. and I was planning on going to play in college. And I was talking with a school or two, and the summer, the year that I was planning on committing to a school, that summer our our club team. I would go down to to Valencia, which is near Six Flags, Magic Mountain. We took we tied for fourth in the Junior Olympics, Junior Nationals, um, on the eighteen unders team. Wow, that's cool. And man. yeah, we lost to a Puerto Rican team, ah. so that's what what sent us away without a medal. And then I went to that a volleyball camp that summer, a couple weeks later, and it turned out that at the end of that camp or whatever my knee and shoulder was hurting turns out that I had torn both oh man so that's what got me looking for a new university and one day I got a letter in the mail from SUU I'm like I have no idea what the school is I don't know where it is it turns out it was in Cedar City Utah I'm like I have never even heard of that which is funny because we have family in Utah uh-huh. and when we would drive to go see them or or wherever we were going and we had to go through that part of Utah apparently we'd pass through it every single time <laughs> I had no idea it was even on the map And the next thing you know, I'm doing a campus tour. And then I went to Columbia, came back, and I ended up here. Wow. That's crazy. So what was it like? uh, Both your knees or just shoulder and I've had surgeries on both my knees and my shoulder. So, Um, yeah, what was I like to see, like, a total change in in plans? You're headed this one way and then... Yeah, then you had to do a U-turn. Shift gears and go somewhere else. You know, it was... Like, up to that point, I feel like volleyball was my identity. Uh Like, what do you do? I play volleyball. Yeah. You know, and then I also do these other things. I also like woodworking and playing the piano and whatever the heck, uh-huh. you know. But um I felt like I it has it's a brand shift. Like what is my identity uh-huh. now? And I didn't know what that was. And so I'm in college, I'm like, I don't know what I want to major in. Like I'm not playing like college sports. So I didn't know really what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure that out. And I mean, like I've mentioned a million times, I changed my major five times. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe that's one reason why it's kind of a struggle to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life is because I'm still kind of put piecing together that that new brand, that new that new me. And little by little, it's coming together, but still working yeah. on that. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you play volleyball. You played volleyball for years, right? Yeah. So it's it like, like something six, that seven, I developed. I think sixth grade yeah. is when I got introduced to it. Yeah. And then so it makes sense to my junior to high be, school. To and that was like company. all I did, like beach, uh, club, school, Grass. I mean, anything you can possibly think of. Co-ed stuff. You just love volleyball. Yeah, I just what, loved it. What is it that you love most about volleyball? Um, at first, I really thought that it was just a glorified keep the ball from touching the ground. <laughs> but then you learn a little bit more about the strategy. And there's like the, you could pass it, set it, hit. And I had a fun job. I was an outside hitter. So one of the guys that's always going up to hit the ball, block, get back, pass, and and whatnot. And so that was, it was just really fun. And it's a super team sport. I mean, as soon as you touch the ball, you have, you have to rely that somebody else is going to make the ball better Yeah, and hope that they do. And then, so, I mean, it's, you can't really, there's no really showing off. I mean, I'm sure you can, but it's very difficult too, because you can't just take the ball dribble. You can't just take the ball and run. Yeah, You have to pass it to somebody else. Yeah. That's so, I mean, cool. it was, it's very cool. And then being able to, you know, jump, but there's nothing quite like blocking somebody. Oh, it just gets <laughs> you going. So, uh, that's awesome, man. So, you get back from your mission in Columbia. Yeah. Did you come right to school or was there a break in between? Um, it was a short break. It was like a month. Cool. And then, yeah, I think a, yeah, a month or two, then just jumped right into classes. 
was a biology major, minoring in chemistry and Spanish. Awesome. Thought I wanted to be a doctor, but then very shortly after like a year, I changed my major and then I changed it again and again okay, and cool. again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like initially what biology, you're studying biology. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to do? I thought being doctor? an orthopedic surgeon would be cool because I've had so many surgeries and I thought science was cool and... I mean, blood doesn't really bother me. Neither do shots. Cool. So I was like, yeah, so, that's cool. Um, but then I was like, 14 years of school, get me out of here. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I feel you there. I mean, I enjoy school, but 14 years. Ooh. I know Especially from like start to finish, like freshman year of college to whenever you're done with your residency. Yeah. Nah. So you uh, tell us like a little bit about like besides your majors, your college, the course that your college career took you because you weren't always here in Cedar City, right? No, 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 no. So when I was in high school, I had a, um, a landscaping business. So it just started off with like cutting people's lawn and then I started edging and then it turned into like an actual business. And then I, I saved up a lot of money and then I worked at Hollister for a little while. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. And then when I was in Columbia, it turns out that Amber Crombie and Finch got sued because they weren't giving their employees breaks. I didn't know I was even supposed to have a break because I never had a break. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I was getting a couple like checks from them, nothing super big. And then I go to college, first year of college, I was a janitor in the early morning cleaning mm -hmm. the football stadium. Man, there's a lot <laughs> to clean there. After games and practices, I was like, dang. One day I woke up and it was negative 10 degrees out and my hair was frozen. Whoa. Like literally crunch. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was frozen. That was pretty wild. Didn't like the janitor job. No, 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 no. And then, yeah, I, like John... I mentioned in his interview for three or four summers, I worked for, especially for youth, that summer uh, youth camp. And then at one point I was like admitted and registered to transfer to UVU. Okay. And uh, I had gone to Panama for an internship, like the country of Panama. And that fell through. I was there for a month, had to come back. And then I was ready to go to UVU. I was living in Provo, Utah. That ended up falling through. I had a couple experiences. I was like, okay, I need to go back to, to SUU. And I'm back. So then I've had that job. I, I wrote, I did some like a athletic department journalism sort of stuff. I planned TEDxSUU. Nice. I organized that in fall of 2019. Worked at a speech and presentation center. <laughs> I mean, now I'm in student affairs. So I've done tons of just random weird jobs. I worked in surplus. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. <laughs> so do you feel like you, have you enjoyed having a lot of variety in the things that you've done or are you kind of, yeah, what's your, what's your point of view on, on that? Um, in some ways I think it's nice because I've been exposed to a lot of different people and jobs and it's like, oh, okay, the filter of this is what I like doing. This is what I don't like doing. But at the same time, it's like, dang it. It's so frustrating going through all of these different jobs and not feeling like you found like your place, the one. you know, at EFY, I did feel like I was in my element. Like there's lots of traveling and different people and games and yeah. teaching moments and all these different things, but it's only for the summer. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to find something like that. And I mean, even then, I feel like that kind of energy isn't always sustainable. I would do it for, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 or 11 weeks over the summer. And so, I mean, over a summer, that's like eight, 900 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exhausting. And you get sick every now and again because you're with like 2,000 kids in, in a summer and whatnot. But so in some ways, it's really cool. And it has been really cool. And I've been exposed to a lot of things. But sometimes it's frustrating because I'm not sure where it's always leading me. Sure, sure. 
yeah and i think i think a lot of people have that balance where it's like there's a lot of certainty feeling like oh this this fits really well but right. then there's a lot of uncertainty yeah as well so tell us a little bit about tedx because tedx suu i feel like that's what that's like your thing yeah man. i really love that so the the shorter version uh is this i was working at the speech and presentation center and our boss sage platt she is the og mm. she's since retired i was like i want to do something like maybe create a speaker series and it turned out our campus already had one and it was very specific um the apex speaker mm -hmm. series and and she's like well why don't you I'm like well i don't know and she's like well what about this and that i'm like i don't know about that i think it'd be cool to do something like ted related and she's like why don't you <laughs> like i don't know so i looked into it i started on the application a couple months later the application was done and then i started initial prep and groundwork for that over the summer when i was working for efy uh the license was granted and then my entire team that I had bailed on me. Dang. And then I came back to school. I started talking with a couple people that helped me put a new team together. And then a few months later in October, I think it was like the 19th or the 22nd, something like that. Yeah. That is just ingrained in my mind. Like that was the the semester that my roommate would stay up all night just swearing at his like console playing video Dang. games until whatever hour of the morning I was sleeping on a queen size air mattress and it was that semester I found out that my back was broken Ooh. so I mean it was quite That's the semester lot. yeah I was heavy load it was heavy I was like uh, a semester or two away from graduating I was working two or three jobs doing TEDx uh, it was just a very busy time of life yeah but then it was awesome there were people like oh this is the best TEDx event that I've been to I'm like you've been to multiple <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it was a lot of work putting together catering and venues and managing a team. And then I put in over, I think, 370 hours. That's um, awesome, bro. Just with TEDx. Yeah. You know, that's apart from the jobs and part from class and all these different things into that. And I met a lot of cool people. The event turned out really great with minimal hiccups. Yeah. Uh, but it was just very, it was very cool. Yeah. It sounds like a, a neat experience for yeah. sure. And then since then, it's been perpetuated every year, which is also cool because that was my goal because SUU had done it. But the... I think the last time was four or five years previous. And so I, let's get this going and have it done every single year because the schools that had done that every single year went from a couple hundred views on their videos to like a thousand nice. to tens of thousands. And then now they're in the ones that have um, done it consistently are in the millions. Wow. Way to so go, very man. Cool. That's Hopefully, good. I don't know. It'd be very satisfying to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I remember, so just like a quick note from an outsider's perspective, because I remember when you came in and started talking about doing TEDx and I was like, this is what it seemed like from an outsider's perspective. It's like, yeah, like everybody wants to do a TEDx. Like, good luck with that. Yeah, brother. Um, and so I just like, I honestly thought it was something that was going to fizzle out. And yeah. so when I found out that it was like actually taking place, I was super impressed because I was like, man, that's a lot of tenacity, a lot of gumption, a lot of hard work. Gumption. Yeah. <laughs> to put that all together. And uh, I mean, you talk about a 300, over 300 hours of of putting in that work. So I, I think that's like super impressive. Not a lot of people have done that before, let alone like in college as a student. I had a great team. They were so good. Uh, well, I'm sure you did, but you, I'm sure you, you did a lot too. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, cool. So when it comes to college, what's like, what's like the highlight, like you think of your college experience, what, what's the highlight that comes to your mind? Dude, just meeting people. It's so, and not just like, nice to meet you. Bye. But then seeing uh -huh. them run into random people all over the place and like, 
I met you in college. <laughs> you know, and here's here's a story that kind of highlights that. When I was living in Provo, I was at a stoplight with a friend and um, this guy backs into me at a stoplight. He puts the car in reverse <laughs> and he runs into me. I'm like, are you, what was going, what were you thinking? <laughs> so anyway, he runs into me, gets out of the car. He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I look at the car. There's like nothing on it. I just scrape off the paint with my nail. Don't worry about it. He's like, here's my information in case you need anything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, honestly, don't worry about it. Well, gets in the car, leaves. Two days later, uh-huh. I'm at like this party thing. It's like waffles and whatever, housewarming party sort of thing. <laughs> he was there. Oh. The guy that ran into me was at this party. He's like, you're the guy I hit with my car. And I'm like, you're the guy that hit me with your car. <laughs> and it's just weird, you know? You just run into people like that. And and it was just kind of cool. It was nice that I didn't freak out at him. Yeah. You know, but you just get to meet a lot of different people and have a lot of really cool experience. I mean, we're in a podcasting studio right now, yeah. dude. And it's awesome. Just the people you get to meet, the things you get to do, going to the sports games. And yeah. it's just, it's an experience. It's yeah. life. And I just, I love that. Yeah. We talk about relationships a lot. In a, in a podcast studio though, we're in a podcast studio for sure. But what do you feel like those experiences throughout your college um, the value or the role that they've played in in being where you're at here and now and doing the things that you're a part of. Well, it's just cool to say like, oh yeah, I know someone at that university. Yeah, I know somebody at that university. Yeah, I know somebody at that. Uh-huh. And oh, hey, do you know somebody that could do? Yeah, actually, I know a guy. Uh-huh. You know, so just the connections and the if you want to do something, being able to know somebody that can teach you about that. And you know, I've gotten jobs just from knowing people. You know, so just the the value of relationships and they really enrich your life and it can lead to career things, educational things or whatever. I was just talking with a guy that that gave a work training yesterday and he makes guitars and did professional shooting. And I chatted with him. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love the idea of making guitars. I've thought about that for years, ever since I watched John Mayer's something like Olivia video, a music video. And we're talking about that. And he's like, hey, come over sometime and I'll talk to you about making guitars. That's cool, man. You know, it's just stuff like that. It's relationships in college. You get to be who you want to be. You get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And that's just, that's everything. That's cool, man. I don't think I, I like understood the depth of, of your passion for relationships yeah. and networking and yeah, stuff. That, awesome. It's kind of cool to see a glimpse of that. And it's not in a, what can I get out of it? I mean, cause you want to, you want people to benefit from the relationship as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just cool. That's cool. Um, so we're, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here, but Brad, as we get ready to end, what's like your last little tidbit for college students now, the perspective, just like people who are in, in this field of play, what would you say to them? I would say for the most part, the journey is messy, but everything turns out in the end. I went to Panama. I moved, uh, I was planning on moving universities, just, everything's just a mumbo jumbo sometimes, but in the end, I feel like everything has panned out really, really nice. Mm. And it doesn't just magically do that. I think that putting your best foot forward and trying your hardest, that is definitely like probably the most important thing to play into that. If everything's going to work out, you can't just say, Oh, nothing's working out. And you like sit on your couch and expect things to just pan out because they won't pan out. If you're just being lazy, there's been times where I felt burned out. You know, I think there were two different episodes in college that I didn't go on a single date for like seven months. And one semester I spent like, and I am a very outgoing person. <laughs> I got home from that whole stint in Panama and Provo. And I think I spent the whole next semester pretty much like 
at my house doing my thing, like staying home on weekends, reading books, actually doing my homework. Uh And I just kind of found this more introverted side of myself. And so sometimes it's not pretty, but that doesn't mean just like quit and give up. You're allowed to be burned out. You're allowed to, you know, stay at home and find yourself and explore different parts of yourself. But um, as long as you're putting your best foot forward, even the messy things and the most discouraging times will end up panning out and things are going to turn out just fine. So that's what I would say. That is cool. Well said. Words of wisdom from the Brad Harrelson. You guys do not take it lightly. Take it to heart. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on today. (laughs) Dude, thanks for, thanks for being on today, Brad. I appreciate it. All right, man. I mean, it was good to do this. Good to do the interview. I loved it. And these are the most important tips and practices for you this week. Be sure to follow or subscribe, rate and review. And we will catch you next time.